Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. We continue our series in Ephesians chapter 6. And how encouraging to see y'all reach for your Bibles. That's cool. If you don't have your Bible this morning, that's okay. Jim and Marissa and Chelsea and Erica already had the scriptures typed in. So you can read them on the screen too. But over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the armor of God. And Paul, he starts that part of his letter by talking about how we need to be strong in the Lord. And that's what last week's message was about. This week, we're going to talk about the first piece of the armor of God. And I've got $5 and a trip to the ice cream store if you can tell me what's the first piece of the armor of God. Nobody gets ice cream. It's the belt of truth. And we read about it. In Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 10. And if you're able, would you stand as we read God's Word together? Ephesians chapter 6. Start with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Just the belt's not good enough. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, So that when the day of evil comes, he didn't say if, he said, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. 
Lord, we do thank You. Thank You for Your Word this morning. And thank You for how You equip us with everything we need to get through this life. Lord, this life is wonderful. It's a blessing, but You know it's not always easy. Thank You for being there for us. Thank You for being there with us. And thank You for equipping us and giving us the tools we need to go through this journey together with You and with one another. Thank You for being with us and the battles we face. And Lord, as we face those battles, may we put on the full armor. Lord, may we live in Your truth. As Your truth lives in us, may we live by Your truth. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. What did Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K on the screen? HDMI. That was a Star Wars joke. In Star Wars, Yoda talks backwards. When he saw himself in high definition, he said, HDMI. That's why God called me to be a preacher. If you don't know who Yoda is, he's got the big ears. Baby Yoda, yeah. He got popular because of the Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Don't get me started. I love Star Wars. But HDMI, Yoda must have saw how he needs to shave his head. Because HDMI, you can see all the detail. And Yoda has these really gross hairs poking out of his head. And that's what the high definition does. It shows everything. There's no hiding with the high definition. I mean... Maybe you can relate. Maybe you were watching your favorite TV show in high definition and you noticed the set just didn't look as real as it once did. You can, t- you can tell it's pretend. That's the thing with high definition. Things are seen for what they are. Let me tell you about the Lord. The Lord knows the truth. He is the truth. So there's no need to try and hide or 
pretend. The writer of Hebrews, he puts it like this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. Nothing is hidden. Adam and Eve found that early on. Genesis chapter 3. As we go to Genesis chapter 3, anybody go to a picnic for Memorial Day? We got together for a picnic with family and friends. First time we've been together in a long time. And you know what the kids did when they got together? The kids played hide and seek. Kids, do you like to play hide and seek? Has anyone here ever not played hide and seek? Adam and Eve played hide and seek. Let's read it. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Well, who was the serpent And why was he crafty? He was Satan, the author of lies. He came to the woman. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Watch what the devil's doing here. It's what he always does. He even does it today. He takes what God says. He takes the truth and he twists it. He often twists it to make it sound like we want it to sound. Because then it's easier to believe. And so many people fall for those lies. The very first people fell for the lie. Did God really say... You must not eat from any tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden. But God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not surely die. Stop there. The author of lies is trying to call the author of life a liar. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows. There's a little bit of truth there because God knows. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gain and wisdom, she took from it and ate. 
she also gave some to her husband, who was also with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord, the Lord God, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid. They hid. Did you get it? They hid from the Lord. They hid from the Lord God among the trees. But the Lord God called to them. Where are you? He didn't say, ready or not, here I come. But he did give them heads up. Where are you? The man answered, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from. God knew the truth. He knew the answers to those questions before He asked them. He knew where Adam and Eve were. And He knew they ate of that tree. But still, they tried to hide. But he knew, and he still came to them. I don't want us to miss that. He still loved them. Yes, they surely died, entered the physical death and spiritual death. When we die, separated from God. Adam and Eve were meant to live forever. But because of their sin, they were separated from God. Cain, now we're getting into a different message. He really separated himself from God. But God knew their sin, knew what they were trying to hide, and approached them, engaged them, pursued them anyway. That's who He is. That's how He loves. Even when we try to hide stuff, He still loves us. Hey, fast forward. Fast forward a few thousand years. Jesus. Jesus is hanging out with the Pharisees. Now the Pharisees, they had nothing to hide They let everybody know how holy they were. But they had a more sophisticated way of hiding things. They pretended. They pretended they were so good and so holy. But guess who knew the truth? Jesus did. Matthew chapter 22. 
Then the Pharisees, I'm starting with verse 15. Then the Pharisees went out and they laid plans to trap Jesus in His words. They sent their disciples to Him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you're a man of integrity. And we know that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Do you see what they're doing? They're buttering up Jesus. They acknowledge that they acknowledge the truth in Him, which means they acknowledge the truth. Pretty special. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, He knew, didn't He? He knew their evil intent. He knew their hearts. He knew their minds. He engages them anyway. You hypocrites. I guess he didn't engage them in a really nice way. But it was a truthful way, wasn't it? And you know what? To be unclear is to be unkind. Not the word jerks and go around calling people hypocrites. But they were pretty clueless as much as Jesus teached to them. And he was trying to get through to them. So what better way to get through to them by, than by telling them the truth? You put on a fake face. That's what he was telling them. You hypocrites. Why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying taxes. They brought him a denarius and he asked them, whose portrait, whose portrait, whose image is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to him, or then he said to them, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's? Jesus knew, didn't he? And he still answered them. He didn't dismiss them. He loved them enough to engage them. Because you know what? They were sinners. Just like Adam and Eve. Just like you and me. And just like you and me, Jesus loved them. And we know that while we were weak, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's love, isn't it? He loved those Pharisees, even though they were wrong.
He loved them. Even though they weren't being truthful, He still loved them. Even though He knew they were pretending, He still loved them. As we go to communion, His desire for us is the truth. The belt of truth. We have nothing to hide. He knows it all anyway. Stop trying to hide it. Confess it to Him. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We might think, oh, but it's so awful. You don't know, Nathaniel. You don't know what I've said. You don't know what I've thought. You don't know what I've done. I don't, but He does, and He loves you anyway. Let me tell you a sad truth. One of the easiest places to play pretend is church. We can act like we have it all together. We can act like we know His Word, like we know Him. Maybe He's saying to you today, time to stop pretending. Do you love me? Do you love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength? We don't have to pretend. And if we have been pretending, guess what? He loves us anyway. He desires in us the truth. The good news is Jesus. The good news is always Jesus. The good news is we don't have to rely on our own truth. He is truth. And He is in us. We just have to be honest with ourselves and honest with Him. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, I thank you for your great love for everyone. Anyone who would believe in you, Jesus, as God's one and only Son, who came to this world and lived a perfect life, the perfect lamb who was sacrificed on a cross who paid the penalty the debt that we owed Jesus thank you for taking our sin upon you on the cross for shedding your blood and dying for us so that through faith in you we can be made right with the father Thank you for making the way for us into this relationship. 
And Lord, maybe we need a time of confession. Maybe we need to pray, Lord, I believe in you, Jesus. And I know this morning you're calling me to wake up. That spiritual awakening to to receive and Jesus is my Savior, to confess my sins and begin today. Be born again in you, Jesus. Maybe, Lord, we need to be honest with ourselves and say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for not being honest with you. Or maybe forgive me for not being real, not being honest with people around me. Whatever it is, Lord, I'll let your spirit do the work in a few moments of silence. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the life that you bring us. Holy Spirit, thank you for the work that you do in us to make us more like Jesus. Thank you for that desire you have for our lives. What great purpose we have as your people following you. Lord, as we celebrate and remember this morning. May we remember your sacrifice and may we remember all the times or whatever you bring to mind. The times you've met our needs and answered our prayers. Lord, what we do now, we do in remembrance of you. Thanks, Lord, for this time in your word and this time in communion. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.